the Stunt Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thanks for spending part of your day with us here on NSN. The Stunt Show is a weekly production of the Nahum Siegel Network, brought to you by a rotating cast of characters. I do mean characters, I'm sorry to say. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody's, everybody's great. Um, anyway, we are uh, here today with uh, the cast of a TV show. Now, that's not something you get to hear very often here on the Nahum Siegel Network. But uh, we are very fortunate to have uh, with, with us uh, the producer and director and writer and all-around all around creative, uh, creative force behind uh, a program that a lot of people were talking about when the first episode appeared online a couple of weeks ago uh, called Soon By You. And I'd like to welcome Leah Gottfried to the program. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, two members of your cast are here as well. Yes. I will introduce Sarah Skur. Hi. How are you? Good. And Jessica Schechter. That's right. Hello. Thank you so much for all of you taking time to, uh, to join us. This episode is airing, uh, as the Stunt Show does, every Thursday at 1 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. It'll be available, of course, on, uh, on the archive as well. Uh, this uh, first air date is June 2nd, 2016, so uh, it's a great opportunity for me to wish a happy anniversary to my wife. Happy anniversary, Hani. And it is the 25th of ER on the Hebrew calendar. So now that we've got that little uh, billboard stuff out of the way, let's, uh, let's explain what the setup is. That's the first episode of Soon By You. And Leah, could you explain the concept of the show? Sure. So the, the show was actually very much inspired by an Israeli TV show called Srugim, mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan of. And Srugim is about modern Orthodox singles living in Israel, um, their drama, their lives. It's funny. And um, I totally like binge watched it and was talking to friends and people really loved it. But I felt like it could be very cool to see something similar, but based in New York. So sort of if Strugan was Friends, which was a show based in New York, and then Strugan was based <laughs> in Jerusalem. Right. So then let's do Friends based on Friends based on Friends back yes, in New York. Exactly. Got it. That's okay. the concept. That's not confusing at all. Not at all. Um, but really what it's about is just, you know, young people um, going through their daily lives and meeting other young people and dating and all the drama that happens, um, the confusion and the pressure I think there's also, you know, definitely an added pressure because they are orthodox. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I think it's, you know, a relatable story to anybody who's kind of going through that. Right. Well, Friends certainly was. And I, I've seen Srugim as well, and mm -hmm. it was great. I didn't binge watch it. My okay. was not good enough. I gave up after oh, a while. subtitles. I know, I know. But uh, I, I actually, it's one of those shows that I meant to. Mm -hmm. I don't probably watch enough TV, quote unquote, to, you know, that okay. I at some point just said, oh, oh, well. And watched other stuff, but uh, but it was very interesting. Um, have you, uh, Jessica? Have you ever seen Srugim? I definitely have. You did and it was a source of many discussions between my brother and I and friends. Uh, we I love that show. I, um, I I think it was so great to see you know a lens into the modern Orthodox Jewish dating world in Katamon and how much more so to be able to explore that in New York City. Right. And and Sarah, have you? Uh, you, you are a, a sort of an anomaly among this cast in that you didn't grow up in this modern Orthodox, right? Every, did everybody else on your cast and um, crew? No, actually, not necessarily. Um, I did and Jessica did and our other co-producer, Danny Hoffman, who plays David, did. Mm -hmm. um, but the three other cast members did not necessarily grow up Orthodox. Mm -hmm. um, the, 
the guy who plays Ben, Nathan Shapiro, is Jewish, and our new character, um, Z, who you'll see in episode two, is also Jewish, but not necessarily affiliated. But right. they're somewhat familiar with the world. Right. So, so what, Sarah, what do you make of all this? Uh, well, and to answer your question, no, I've never seen the show, right. um, but I have seen Friends. Um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Leia was just telling me about it. I'd, I'd like to watch a few episodes just to see kind of what the inspiration was behind it. But, um, no, I met Leia a year ago, and um, I kind of, just everything I've learned about the culture and, like, the pressure on marriage I've learned from Leia and just kind of her wonderful writing, you know, it's just, it's all in there. So it made it very easy to act because when the writing's so good, you don't, you don't have to do as much work. Right. So she made it very easy. So what struck me as particularly interesting what, about this, uh, among many things, and I, I, I won't even single this out as the most because it's not, but the fact that even though there aren't necessarily a lot of, you know, Jewish or certainly observantly Jewish-oriented films, certainly TV shows, um, you guys are professionals. You're, you're a professional yeah. in this industry. Jessica, you're a professional in this That's industry. Right. Sarah, you're a professional in this industry, right? Yeah. Um, what's, what's that like? So it's interesting. Um, I mean, I grew up Orthodox, mm -hmm. and growing up, going to religious schools and saying you want to be an actress and filmmaker doesn't always go over well. Um, but for me, it was never really a question of if I could do it, but just how. Um, and I was very lucky to have very supportive parents who were very encouraging. Right. Um, and so I was in acting classes since I was, you know, 10 years old. And I started directing short films in high school. Wow. Yeah. And so it was always a passion for me that I knew I couldn't live without. It was one of those things where I just knew it was my calling from a very young age. So, yeah, I think... I guess some people think it's kind of different what I do, but um, I like to think that I'm able to use my talents in a positive way. That's really the goal. Right. It, it definitely is unusual probably in terms of, you know, within the community. I'll, I'll give you just a quick anecdote that happened in my son's 11th grade class last week. This is a true story. Modern Orthodox High School in New Jersey. The art teacher, the teacher teaching the uh, art, you know, elective or whatever it is, Actually, it's a core course. They were required to take it. Ask the kids by a show of hands, the teenage boys' school, um, how many of you, if you came home and said that you want to be an artist, how many of you would your parents support you and have your back? And my, my son was the only kid who raised his wow. hand. Wow. Well, good for you. It was, it was one of the most interesting anecdotes I've heard, and it plays perfectly into what you're talking about. It mm -hmm. really is unusual. Yeah, but I think... There are so many kids who have that passion and that need for mm -hmm. to express themselves in that way. Right. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a shame that nobody else raised their hand. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but e even just being artistic right. can be a little bit unusual. You know, there are relatively few musicians. There are relatively few, you know, really creative people who are using... Not that there aren't creative people. There are many of those. But there are many creative people who aren't using those talents mm -hmm. professionally or even in a, as an important part of their life so it's that's definitely very challenging but I, I also grew up I grew up traditional but then became orthodox at a pretty young age I went to yeshiva day school my whole life and being in the theater was not necessarily encouraged but I you know if there isn't a pathway available you have to create one and I um, started. I went to Hank and I kind of formulated their theater program when I was a student there, and it's grown ever since then. And mm -hmm. I have 
former students that are now directing there, and it's really uh, been established since then. And I remember when I got into NYU's educational theater program for undergrad, I had so many people say, well, you you know, that's not a place for a Jewish girl. There's no way that you can be Shomer Shabbos and, you know, maintain your religious identity. And I just kind of had this perspective of, you know, crossing each bridge when I came to it. And I was so fortunate. They were incredibly understanding mm-hmm. and really accommodating. And the same thing happened with graduate school. I got my Master's of Fine Arts in directing wow. from the Actors Studio Drama School mm-hmm. at Pace. And they, again, really worked with me to make it work. And I think that if you're passionate and talented and committed, that people really respect that. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from people who do non-traditional quote-unquote, for the observant community work, but who are succeeding in it and who have gotten educations and first jobs and second jobs and so forth. You really do hear it a lot. Um, I had an experience like that also. I won't, it's not about me now, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was in the news business originally, so that's, it's, it's very, very real for me as well. Um, ju- you gave a little bit of a thumbnail sketch of your background. I know you're, you're, you teach now, right? I teach in three colleges, and I, I teach public speaking and theater and interpersonal communication. But I also um, am a freelance theater director because that's what mm-hmm. my degree is in. And I, you know, have a lot of we're, we're artists, so <laughs> there's many jobs that help uh, kind of pay the bills. Right. And but this is definitely a big, you know, huge main passion project right now. So. Very interesting. We'll sort of back into explaining to everybody what each of you does, you know, your background in, in thumbnail form, but also the role that you play on on uh, Soon By You. So well, you gave us your background. What role do you play, Jessica? So I play a, a new character that will be introduced in Episode 2 named Noah, and mm-hmm. Noah is Sarah Jacobs' roommate, and mm-hmm. she is a big activist and feminist and kind of anti-traditional roles and really believes that in the power of women and that we can do anything. Mm-hmm. So, and, and dating is less of a priority for Noah, but she'll have her own experiences with that uh, along the way. And I am also co-producing the show with uh, Leia and Danny. So you've been involved with it since the beginning? Basically, yeah. I, I had met with Leia um, when the setup was being developed, and we kind of talked about it. I came on as a PA and an extra for the first episode and then was brought on as producer Oh, after you do that. appear in the first episode? As for <laughs> a momentary moment at the bathroom. Now, so. now, you see, 15 years from now, if this becomes a huge hit, when? that will when? be... When? <laughs> I apologize. You're right. When this becomes a huge hit, that will be a great trivia question. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be on, you know... the. Um, well, whatever. Anyway, it, it'll be a <laughs> trivia question somewhere. Okay, Sarah, tell us about your background briefly, please, and what role you play in the show. Um, so, funny enough, I um, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, mm-hmm. um, which I also observe the Sabbath, right. which is kind of funny. That because is fascinating. I know, <laughs> because we kind of just, I kind of fell into this project, and it was very like, wow, okay. Um, because, like Leia said, it's um, it's interesting because you don't get a lot of people who mm-hmm. are religious in the arts, right. or you do, but it's kind of, it's not talked about as much. Yeah. Um, I went to the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts, um, and I was definitely one in very few, um, especially who observe something as the Sabbath. Um, so it's kind of interesting to run into them, sort of, you know, really I think is. it was very much meant to be. Everything happens kind of, for a reason. It really yeah. does. I know, I truly really believe that, so that was very interesting. Um, but I play uh, Sarah F., mm-hmm. 
um, in the episode, and she, Sarah F's kind of um, a free-spirited um, young lady who's kind of being pressured by her family to date and to get married, but she's not really, that's not really a priority for her. She's actually an artist. She's a painter, so mm -hmm. she's very much not bound by those ideas, yeah. and she's kind of forcing herself into this, like, okay, I need to date, and, you know, she goes on this terrible date with this Ben guy, and then... You know, everything happens for a reason, and yeah. David walks in. And my favorite, I'm sorry to say this, everybody, my favorite character so far, by the way. Ben, yeah. <laughs> no, no, your character. Oh, oh your thank character. you. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that was excellent. Oh, thank you and, so much. Uh, and by the way, in all seriousness, if you hadn't told me that you didn't grow up going to a day school, or so, I would never have guessed because you, you just sold it. Oh, thank you so, so much. Nobody believes us. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay, so so that's your character and that's your background. And now, Leia. Sure. Um, so I am writing mm -hmm. and producing and directing the show. And I also play Sarah Jacobs. Um, so it's kind of like a dream project for me. Ever since I was young, I really wanted to do something like that where I was involved in all the different aspects because I love acting and I love directing and writing. So I'm kind of doing a lot um, and it's all I think about 24-7. <laughs> Understandably. But, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's wonderful, and we have such an amazing team. Um, we have a lot of fun together, and it's a lot of hard work, but it's been an incredible ride so far. You're listening to The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Furtick. My guests are uh, Leah Gottfried and uh, Sarah Skur and Jessica Schechter. They, Schechter. Mm -hmm. they are... Uh, the, uh, among the uh, people running and acting in Soon By You, uh, which you can see on YouTube. And uh, if you haven't seen it on YouTube, I strongly recommend that you do because you will love it. And it's, not, it's not, by the way, a big investment of time to get hooked. It'll, it'll take about a minute to get hooked, and it'll take about 15 minutes mm -hmm. to see the episode. Yes. Um, I mean, I, what occurs, I mean, I hope it works out this way for you, but it occurred to me that it took me about a minute to get hooked on the West Wing once when I binge-watched it. So you should, be, you should be so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> that that should be so great. Um, but that, that's actually how it occurred to, what, what occurred to me at the time. I really got hooked very quickly. It was very interesting. Of course, you'll have to deal with the uh, disappointment and the, uh, the uh, self-control needed to realize there's only one episode available to the public right now, but there's another one coming. Yes, actually... Um, we just released a trailer for episode two online. Mm -hmm. so you can check that out as well. Oh, it's available now? Yes. Oh, excellent. Available now. So we'll have to link to it. Absolutely. And episode two is actually longer. It's going to be about 28 minutes. Mm -hmm. And excellent. that is going to be coming out within the next couple of weeks. So we're so excited about this episode. It's like, if you liked episode one, you're going to love episode two. <laughs> what, can you give us any hints? Hmm. Well... Let's just say things get a little bit complicated for David and Sarah. It's not as smooth as you might think from the end of episode one. Um, there was nothing smooth <laughs> in episode That's one. That's true. <laughs> I'll correct myself. Yeah. Um, it gets even more complicated. Right. And we meet two new really hilarious characters, Noah and Z. And Sarah Jacobs is there, and Ben is there, and we got the whole gang. And they're kind of going on this wild goose chase through New York City getting into trouble, um, but it's a really fun, fun episode, and the comedy is really even taken to a whole new level. Now, do you have a story arc 
the big picture in mind, like from now till the whenever the end of the series might be? So it's interesting. I kind of like to take the approach where I let the characters tell the story a little bit. Some people think I'm crazy when I say that because I'm writing it. But really, as we film and as we write and as we develop the show, the characters develop themselves. So I don't know where Sarah is going to be in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what her relationship with David will be necessarily. We do have an outline for the next five episodes. So we have a basic idea of where it's going. Um, but I, I don't have, like, a big ending in mind, necessarily. So literally nobody knows if this character or that character ends up with each other or anything like that. Exactly. It's a lot like actual dating. Right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Or sad, depending on your point of view. You know, like, oh, God, how does it end? Keeps life exciting. Right, exactly. Um, do you see this, the cast growing a great deal more? Do you have... Uh, no. So we have these six core characters mm-hmm. now, and we're going to be following these six leads for the next ten seasons. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's the goal. There definitely will be, like, lots of fun guest stars, which we already have in the second episode, um, and, you know, co-stars that come on maybe for a couple of episodes, but it's going to be these six leads that we follow. Right. Now, I, I saw somewhere maybe... Uh, you know, whatever little bit of, you know, poking around online that I did, uh, I saw that it was a budget listed of about five grand to do that episode, to the do that episode. short. It was Is that little, accurate? It was a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a very low, tight budget. And we shot it almost all in one night. So really? really all the restaurant stuff that mm-hmm. took place in a span of 10 hours. What restaurant was that That was in? 18 Restaurant, okay. which is an awesome place. We love it. They were so gracious, and we, we came in there on a Saturday night. 10 p.m. was call time, so everybody mm-hmm. showed up, right. and we shot until about 8 a.m., um, which is a very short shoot for what we had to do. It was about right. 15 pages, and somehow, I'm not really sure how, but we made it happen, and it was definitely a very intense shoot, but I think we got really great stuff, and we had an amazing team who worked really hard through the night. We, like, barely took any breaks. And, you know, in future episodes, we do have some more time to shoot things. But because it was, you know, shot mm-hmm. in 18, we had to shoot when they didn't have exactly. customers. So they were not open that, that exactly. Saturday night, and they wouldn't be open until, what, midday the next day? Something like that. But we did right. have to get out at 8 a.m., uh, and the last thing we shot, I remember, was the Scenes by the bath, scenes by the bathroom, ah, mm-hmm. and I had wanted to do like much more coverage there, but we like were getting kicked out, and so we kind of just <laughs> did it a couple times. Right. And because of the incredible actors, it turned out really beautifully. It came out great. Thank it was you. a great sense of uh, great sense of tension. Yes. And uh, that really that really came through. Um, so a lot has been written about the TV, the state of the, the uh, television entertainment industry today and how, you know, it's obviously we, anybody who pays remo- remotely a little bit of attention to it knows there's not just a couple of networks anymore. There are all of these different venues for, for seeing original television, mm-hmm. obviously cable over the last generation. And now even online companies are making their own episodes of stuff. You know, Netflix is into this. Hulu is into this. Um, is there a niche somewhere for Soon By You. Yes. Um, That's actually, it's funny you bring that up because that's one of the goals with this show. Mm -hmm. I want to produce five episodes and gain a really large following and then pitch it to an online media platform like Netflix or Hulu. 
Um, Srugim is actually on Hulu. Is it? It is. No kidding. Yeah. Do, do they have other ethnic stuff as well? They do. They oh. have a lot. And so you know what's interesting? Um, yeah. There's a lot of shows now about subcultures. And people who are not even necessarily from those cultures find it interesting and I'm love sure. it. So it's kind of, I feel like we, we have this market of, you know, Orthodox Jews who totally get it and are right. going through the same thing. But I think we have a much wider audience as well of people who can relate to what they're going through because it's really just human experiences and it just makes it more interesting that they're Orthodox Jews. That's very hopeful. I mean, hopeful for you, I mean, obviously. But but just in general, that's very interesting. Because if you had just said to me that, that Srugim was on Hulu, I guess another reaction of mine might have been, well, okay, that makes sense because a, a bunch of shows that have been produced here have you know are based on stuff that was done in Israel. So... You know, okay, so they're taking the originals and there's there's a place to put them. That's cool, but there, there's a lot of ethnic TV. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Very interesting. Absolutely. So that's that's your hope, that's your goal. Yes. Okay, so how long is it going to take you to get to five episodes, and do you have to raise money to do this? We do. How does that work? There is money involved. Um, right now I'm working very hard on fundraising. There's a couple ways we're going about that. Um, we have an... A partnership with an organization called Gen LA, which is mm-hmm. the Jewish Entertainment Network of Los Angeles. Right. And through them, they have a new fiscal sponsorship program where people can donate to support our project, mm-hmm. and all the funding is tax deductible. So that's been a great source for us, and people have been donating very generously, and we encourage people to do so. <laughs> How um, can they? They can just go to genla.org, J-E-N-L-A.org, and you'll see Soon By You right there. You can make a tax-deductible donation. And then another That's way, cool. yeah, it's great. And another way we're raising funds is through product placements. Ah. So, for example, in our second episode, and a little bit in our first episode, we are working with Shabbat.com. Mm-hmm. They have a great website and an app um, where actually it's kind of like a dating app. So our characters will be using their app in the show and actually right. plays a very pivotal role in the second episode. That and Juju Fruit, right? Or whatever it was in the Seinfeld thing? Ah, uh, Yes, there's a lot of that. Um, So, for example, things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's also another way for us to gain funding. Right. That is, uh, that could be, it will be interesting to see if if kosher businesses Mm -hmm. can get on board with that now. Because I remember a number of years ago, actually, you're working with Uri Westrich, right? So he and I co-wrote the first episode. Okay. So I remember uh, when I was working at Yeshiva University, Mm -hmm. um, I was the director of media relations, and so I was involved with the whole Maccabees phenomenon from, like, minute three or so. Okay. You know, as soon as they got their first local TV coverage on Channel 2, our office kind of got involved immediately and helped them get all the network stuff that came after that. So I remember a conversation with um, a company that shall remain nameless, (laughs) <laughs> that we were trying to, I was advising them about how to pitch um, to this company to get their very, very well-known kosher product into one of the Maccabees videos. And it didn't work. <laughs> and I, I, they kind of may have left some, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't remember all the details. The Maccabees may have left some money on the table, and maybe this company missed a huge opportunity, because I think they did. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, the market seemed to not quite be ripe for this if even such a huge company wouldn't take an opportunity like that. Interesting. So it, it, it will be interesting for me, like in, you know, kind of the geeky observer category, to see if that has changed and if the market has matured a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll let us know. I will, definitely. But I, I have been in touch with 
a couple of different companies so far mm-hmm. that have reached out to us. Right. Um, and so we're, we're excited about those possibilities. It's very interesting. All this, you know, kind of like marketing stuff in the observant community has grown up a little bit in the last number of years. I'll give you a perfect example. Look at um, the, the uh, Bartonura Blue Bottle Wine, mm-hmm. right, from Kedem, from, from Baron Herzog, Royal Wine Corporation, whichever name you want to use for them. That's, that's a product that's in the mainstream right now. Some rapper wrote about it, <laughs> and, and the next thing you know, you're seeing, you know, yeah. aisle caps in, 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 in liquor stores and billboards on the turnpike. Um, that's, that's, that's amazing, but that could not have happened 15 years ago. That just would not have happened. Exactly. So you are, in addition to your whole artistic thing, you have this whole commercial and business thing going on that will be super interesting because there hasn't been really anything like what you're doing. Right. Exactly. So there's some firsts here. Mm-hmm. So, um, Sarah, what do you, uh, do you know how, what happens to your character in the next couple of episodes? No, I have no idea what's coming for Sarah F. <laughs> after episode two, you know, we just finished episode two, so right. after that, I have no idea. But I like to keep it that way, you know. Anytime mm-hmm. I get a script from Leia, I know it's going to be great, and I can't wait to see what she's going to have to tackle next. <laughs> how, how do you prepare for a role role like yours? I mean, the first people see of you in this episode, you're sitting. I think you were sitting in the, in the restaurant, in the restaurant, and waiting. then you realize that you have you know paint, paint. on your hand. Yes. Um, <clears throat> How do you how do you get into a character as as an actor? Uh, what's your I mean, people have asked this question of other people in right. your in your position before. How do you do it? How do I do it? Um, well, um, I didn't find it too difficult to slip into her shoes because um, I feel like you know we can all feel pressured that at a certain age we have to like reach a romantic or you know be married, a romantic goal, or be married at some age. So it's, you know, these are thoughts that are in our head already. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, thankfully my parents aren't really very, you know. They're uh, not pressuring you. No, they're not pressuring right. me really. I think they'll be, ha- well, at least my dad will be happy if I never get married. <laughs> but <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah, I know. It's kind of great, but, you know. Um, yeah, it's just, I, you know, I, I got, when I first got a script and I auditioned, um, I kind of prepared. I had the I had the audition lines with the part where we're quoting the Walden. Right. And I actually hadn't read Walden, um, and I just kind of did a little research. And um, Walden's writing was so beautiful, mm-hmm. and it kind of that was kind of my trigger to slip into her because it was just very poetic, and I think it said it spoke so much to her character. And right when I had that, I think I kind of didn't stress too much about everything else because. At least with my training, what I learned is you kind of do all the work, all the written work, all the the journaling and the notes, and Mm -hmm. you kind of try everything in different vocal, you know, all that good stuff. But then when it comes to it and you're in front of the camera, you kind of, you have to let go of all that and trust that it's it's in your body and it's in your mind and you're okay. And so far it's been working (laughs) because I honestly think that it's a huge um, voice to the writing because it's... Like, I've I've been at this for two years now, and I haven't come across writing like this mm-hmm. yet. You know, there's a lot of interesting things. You mean in other things. roles that you've played? Yeah, in other roles I've played or things wow. I've auditioned for. That's a great compliment. It yeah, is. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, because it's, it's hard because, you know, when you get a script and you want to work and you want to act because it's what you love so much, and then you get a script where you're like, 
oh, what is this? Right. Like, <laughs> I have seriously? To, yeah, yeah, and you're like, but I want to work, so I have to make it happen. I have to make right. it work. I have to make it make sense. You know, I have to find the truth in this. So right. it's it really just made it so, beats, so easy. Beats selling off-brand cornflakes. It really, yeah, it does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh I think right. you'd be good at that. Yeah, thank you, Leah. <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> now, Jessica, you're not only... Not only do you act, but you teach acting, right? That's you teach, correct. teach. So, what's that like for you to sort of apply all this stuff? And you really, you know, you have a master's and a, not a doctorate, right? You have a master's. Not yet. <laughs> not yet? Is that in the future? Maybe, possibly down the road. So, you really have all of this stuff about your craft in your head, not just, you know, your experience. And how do you boil that down to, to just to play a role? Well, I've had really incredible training. Um, at, both at NYU and at the Actors Studio Drama School. And my, my teachers really helped uh, boil down acting to... I, I'm, I'm trained by the method, so we use a lot of personalization. And it's not hard for me to slip into these char- you know, my character here and, and this circumstance because I am living it. So much of what we're doing is based off of our lives or people that we've met or mm-hmm. people that we know. But ultimately... A character usually boils down to everybody has something they want. They have a need that they're going after, whether it's love, fulfillment, power, self-esteem, whatever it is. And every scene is how they're going after what they want and Mm -hmm. whether they're getting it or not and the tactics they use to get that. So I was about to ask you, for the sake of our audience who may or may not know what it is, what is the method? But then... It occurred to me that what you just said is sort of like the um, based off the the cliche that many people will be familiar with about acting. What's my motivation? Right, and and that's a cliche, but that's really at the heart of it mm-hmm. because we all want something, whether right. it's to get married or to not be lonely or just to feel that we matter. Mm-hmm. And and I think each character is is going after that in different ways, and that's reflective in the writing and and in the performance of it. And so I think when you can find what you need, what you want, then everything else falls into place in terms of how you go about that. And that's when I teach acting. That's always what I distill it down to, to the simplest choice. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. You're listening to The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Every Thursday at 1, we bring you The Stunt Show. And uh, there's lots more coming up today on the Nachum Siegel Network, so be sure to stay tuned after this program. And uh, we we will continue. And if you missed any of this now, of course, you can get it on the archives, uh, you know, sort of in perpetuity at, at NahumSiegel.com or on the NahumSiegel Network app. Um, so we're talking about how you slip into a role. And uh, our, let me just, uh, to recap, our guests are Leah Gottfried, who is the uh, the writer, the director, the producer, and an actress, an actor. Actress, the word actress is gone, isn't it? It is. So, uh, the wor- and an actor in uh, in Soon by You, uh, many people loved, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people loved the first episode called The Setup uh, of this series called Soon by You. Our other guests are uh, Sarah Skur, who was one of the uh, one of the other actors playing uh, the, uh, for those who saw it, uh, Sarah F., that's the first female character that you saw on the program, and Jessica Schechter who uh, is, has been involved in this behind the scenes and will really play an on-camera role in the next episode, which Leia has revealed to us um, is going to be uh, appearing in the next couple of weeks on YouTube. And the trailer, you said, is now available online. Yes, it is. So uh, what I want, just getting back to what we were just discussing with Jessica and Sarah, you, this whole show, I mean, to the extent that you've 
plotted it out thus far is in your head, and it all springs from your mind, basically. How do you get into, you know, just playing the role? Is, is, there, is that difficult? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because with this project specifically, because I'm directing and acting, mm-hmm. it can be difficult at times to direct myself. Um, but with Sarah Jacobs, she's very different from me. And so I do a lot of preparation beforehand to kind of like get into her mind. And I actually take a lot of inspiration from some people I know who are very much <laughs> you like you should her. probably not name. <laughs> well, one of them is one of my roommates who actually knows she's kind of an inspiration. And <laughs> she'll kind of say something or do something and I'll say, hey, that's such a Sarah Jacobs thing to do, and I'll kind of jot it down for future reference. <laughs> but I'm just trying to imagine the reaction to that. <laughs> Stop writing things! Right. I tend to do that a lot. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I take a lot of, like, little mannerisms from people, mm-hmm. and also it's really about the preparation beforehand. But like Sarah said, you know, you do all the preparation, and then you let it go, and you have to just be in the moment. And for me, a lot of that comes from just listening to the other actor and reacting um, just, again, completely in the moment and not too much in your head. Right. So what you're doing, uh, you know, with the audience initially, anyway, that you're aimed at in the in the Orthodox community, the, the people for whom this will be most familiar, this is all new. I mean, we haven't seen much like this. But I'm sure there are many, many people you've come across professionally who are doing what you do, women who are running a show, writing a show, acting in a show. Are there people you have been able to get uh, some guidance from, some... Insp- yes. Not inspiration so much right. as just, you know, a uh, shoulder to cry on or right. uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so actually, one of my mentors is a director named Robin Garbos, and she's actually a religious director. I've heard that name. Sure, and I, I work with her a lot on her films. So I learned a lot just from being on set with her and producing some of her work. Um, but whenever I have a question or kind of need to kind of step into my power as a female director, I'll mm-hmm. call her. Um, because she's just a really great source of strength um, in terms of owning your power as a woman, um, especially in this industry. So she's definitely a big inspiration to me in that way. And also, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are young and who are creating amazing content and who are kind of just doing it themselves. Um, And so... Even Jessica and I, like, we both teach acting, and we both love writing. You teach also. I do teach also, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so just even, like, meeting with people like that and keeping up a connection and feeling like you're not the only one doing this and giving each other support is so important, and it's been really helpful for me, especially. Very interesting. Um, I I was noticing that um, most of the people involved with this, uh, obviously there are two male leads at this Mm -hmm. point, but uh, are are they considered leads? How does that work? How do you decide who's a lead Right. So I think this is really an ensemble piece. Mm -hmm. So there's six lead characters. I feel like David is really kind of at the center of it, Um, at least right now. In the second episode, Sarah Jacobs kind of comes more into the center. Right. But really the goal is for it to be an ensemble piece and every episode will include all of them. So if there's, if there's a breakout character, maybe in seven or eight years, we'll be reading in the papers about how somebody's having a contract dispute and he gets <laughs> right. paid or she gets paid more than everybody else. And yeah. then <laughs> you should be so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. 
Uh, it really is such a such a great novelty to be able to have this conversation, to have seen it, and to be able right. to have this conversation because this is so unusual. And I, I, I guess, in a sense, that sounds repetitive already, but it just is. Right. And uh, and it is kind of cool, and I hope people will respond to it. How many at, at this, uh, this at, at this moment? How many uh, viewings are you up to on YouTube? Fifty-four thousand seven hundred something. Wow. <laughs> Not that I'm counting. <laughs> so, so has Uri Westrich said. 50,000, that's nothing. I know, right? They get <laughs> right. bajillions. Right. Um, well, Uri Westrich, for those who don't know, is one of the uh, the guy who shot the Mac, still does shoot the Maccabees mm-hmm. videos, and uh, always seems to have a uh, a um, you know a short cameo in them as well. Right. Is he going to have a short cameo anywhere? Is I'm he not gonna sure. Ha- that's redundant, isn't it? We a actually, cameo. we co-wrote the first episode, the mm-hmm. setup as a short film. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm co-writing the rest of the episodes with Danny and Jessica as mm-hmm. a web series. Um but who knows? And he so he shot the first one also? No, he, he did not. No. Okay, so uh, I must have just misread that. So his, his involvement basically is is it was old. mostly with he was the a setup. writer, right? Got it. Okay. Um, when when the what what's the timeline to produce one of these? I know if for for network television, you know, there's. I guess writing for months in advance, and then you know somehow there's like a weekly production mm-hmm. cycle. And do you see yourself getting to a point where you could do one of these in a week or a week or a month? So the goal really would be to get to a place where we can work for a few months on a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. and then release them weekly. That's how most networks do it. Um, right now, we are kind of taking it as it goes. A lot of it does depend on funding. Um, mm-hmm. The more funding we have, the quicker we can work. So Right now, you know, we shot episode two a month and a half ago, and it's almost done. So I would say probably it takes about two months to do an episode. Wow. Um, yeah. And everybody, of course, has other things going on in their lives. Exactly. This isn't a full-time job for anyone but you at this point, right? right? Exactly. So, but we are actually writing episode three right now, so we're a little bit ahead of the game, and hopefully we'll shoot that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just want to keep going, and and we know like the audience is hungry for more. All the comments, you know, are yeah, asking sure. when episode two is coming, and we want to give it to them. Um, and so we're working really, really hard. I work on this all day, um, sometimes all night, and I really want to give them something incredible. Mm-hmm. So what what stage is episode two at now? It's coming out in a couple of weeks. You're everything's mm-hmm. in the can, right? And yes. you're editing. We are editing. We have a pretty solid cut right now. Um, and then the next step would be to score it. I have a composer in L.A. who does mm-hmm. the score. That takes about two weeks. Right. And then while we're scoring it, we do something called color correction, which basically just fixes the color of, mm-hmm. of the, the, the episode and audio at the same time. So all those last finishing touches take right. a little bit of time. That's fascinating. I mean, I just, in an ancillary way, because I'm involved with... Uh, with uh, the, the organization Jew in the City. Allison mm-hmm. Joseph is one of the hosts on the Nahum Siegel Network. So she, this week, released um, an, a video called The Skin Gap, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. It actually uh, involved two actors who are not Jewish, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's sort of like a gender equality uh, you know, observational thing. And basically, I'll tell you what it is. Allison, I assume, is doing a show on it this week also. But uh, The Skin Gap refers to... Um, gender equality is demanded in all of our, you know, everywhere in our society, but somehow women are expected, certainly young women, are expected to show a lot more skin than men are. 
that's what's normal. In other words, if two people are going out together, uh, the guy might be wearing a tux, but the, the woman is going to be wearing a little black dress, mm-hmm. and that's totally uneven. So she, uh, Allison decided that it would be interesting to do a, a video, a short video. Wow. It was about 30 seconds. Anyway, the, the reason I bring Love this that. up is it, it's actually very cool. I highly recommend I it. Um, it's on the JewInTheCity.com website. Very cool. Um, the reason I bring this up is because just in the last week, the amount of back and forth about little details. Now, this thing is 30-some-odd right. seconds. Okay, it's literally just a clip, so I can only imagine what goes into producing 16 minutes, 28 minutes, whatever it is, when you're not working with a huge staff, a mm-hmm. huge team, and it's just, you know, it's all on you. Exactly. It's so many details. When you watch something complete, it seems very, like, flawless mm-hmm. and easy, and that's how it should seem. Of course. We don't want to think about the details when we're watching a movie, but, you know, really knowing what goes on behind the scene, it's kind of kind right. of insane. Have you been able so far to avoid continuity errors and things like that? Um, I mean, there's there's little little ones that I don't think people will notice. Like so I notice. Little don't mention things. what they are. I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's a little bit unavoidable. At you know, mm-hmm. at times, even in in huge movies, you see right. that. Uh, I kind of like looking for them. They're yeah. fun. <laughs> well, a huge production will actually have somebody whose job it is exactly. to avoid them. The script supervisor, so, which right. we don't have just yet. Yeah. But go figure. <laughs> you haven't been able to afford a script supervisor? I know, right? <laughs> so, um, what, how many different people are working on this? And, and, and in a large budget production, how many people would that translate to? Oh, boy. Like on a network? Yeah. Hmm. Probably a thousand, maybe? A thousand people? Including, like, extras and really? including casting, including editors and sound and uh, production office people. So, how many people do you have? How many people worked on this? <laughs> From your perspective. From my perspective, the first episode? Yeah. Probably 20. 20. And you're yeah. saying at a big budget network production, that 15 minutes of television would translate to a thousand yeah. pairs of hands touching at it in least. some way. Right. That's amazing. Marketing. Um, right, right. Hair and makeup and wardrobe and well, everything. Well, I, I remember my in my fir- in a film class I took in, col- in Brooklyn College that was part of the core curriculum was, I don't remember what the class was called, but... The, the professor gave us an assignment to go to a movie and sit through the credits yeah, I and watch do. the credits. Yeah. And and I could tell you, actually, that my wife and I have virtually always done that to this day, and we make our kids sit through them also so they mm-hmm. can see how many people it takes to make a film. It's incredible. And uh, it is an astounding, astounding number of people. So you're saying even for television to do what you just did would have taken a thousand people absolutely yes you also know you also sometimes get a reward when you sit through all the credits that's a bonus scene so that's exactly right (laughs) i always think how smart that is right and my kids know now that to sit through that because they might see a bonus Mm -hmm. scene but they're usually disappointed because most people don't bother doing it which is really a shame i think we're gonna have one in our second episode so look out for that very fun little bonus scene so you see everybody that is an incentive for you to sit and watch the credits and understand just how much hard work went into this absolutely so fascinating i I actually had a teacher who said Mm -hmm. you know as as artists you should sit and watch the credits out of respect of course and when you look around the movie theater and you see everyone else who's there with you chances are they're probably in the industry because it's just like a sign of respect to everyone who i've sat in theaters watching credits with my wife and there was nobody else the guy was starting to come in to clean up you know to between between showings telling you to get out everybody else was gone 
Absolutely. Look, people like to see their names and credits. I, I could tell you that when I was a producer in news radio, um, the very first, the day I got my staff job and produced my first, you know, five hours of news radio, I decided to do credits on, on WCBS. And um, their wins had always done credits. On the you know, like a couple of every couple of hours, they would say, if you listen to 1010 Wins, they always say, you know, portions written by and at the editor's desk and so forth and so on. So WCBS in the 90s had never had not done this in many, 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 many years, and I thought it would be interesting to do that. So so we did it. I did it in, in afternoon drive, and the next day in morning drive, somebody else did it, and that was it. They've been doing it ever since. Oh, wow. um, but most people really kind of like to you know they get something out of it i know personally it's done great things for me <laughs> it was course. it was very good people to this day still think i work there because they remember <laughs> hearing my name 15 years ago um so it, it, it's actually important and it, it, it means a lot to the people who work on the production and most people don't realize how much hard work goes into these things exactly. you mean it's not just the guy i'm hearing on the radio right so <laughs> there's other people involved Right, exactly. Who knew? Who knew? I thought it was, you know, a TV show. Don't they just do that with an iPhone, right? <laughs> Somebody actually has that right. to me. Why don't you just do it on an iPhone? <laughs> oh, I totally believe that. You're not even shop- shocking me a little bit that somebody <laughs> oh, would say I that to shocked. you. I was shocked. Yeah, I'm, okay. I, that's to your credit. But, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's unbelievable. My guests are Leah Gottfried, my guest, uh, and uh, Sarah Skur and Jessica Schechter. They are uh, with, they are cast members and uh, people behind the scenes at Soon By You. If you haven't seen it yet on YouTube, uh, you'll certainly want to uh, want to do that. The first episode is called The Setup. The, uh, the trailer for the second episode is online, and the second episode is going to appear on YouTube, God willing, in a couple of weeks. That's the big plan. You're listening to The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network, and my name is Mayor Fertig. Let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll finish our conversation and uh, learn, uh, maybe, maybe we'll learn some... I don't know. We'll we'll see we'll see what else we can get the uh, the cast and uh, and uh, executives of this program to reveal to us. Uh, but in the meantime, let's uh, hear something from the Diaspora Yeshiva Band.
Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us this afternoon. My name is Mayor Ferdig. Programming note for this Sunday, beginning to end coverage of the Celebrate Israel Parade here on the Nachum Siegel Network, live from Fifth Avenue. And I'm very proud that uh, the American Committee for Sharet Tzedek Medical Center is the presenting sponsor of that program. I'm the Chief Communications Officer of uh, the American Committee for Sharet Tzedek, and we are very, very happy to be involved with Nachum in this way as well, and involved with the Nachum Siegel Network in this way as well, so that the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem presents, live from New York City, the Nachum Siegel Network celebrates Israel. Very cool. My thanks to my guests, uh, Leah Gottfried. She is the, I keep, uh, keep sort of like jumping around in how I introduce you. You are the, sure. the, the, the creator, the producer, director, and an actor. And writer and actress. Right. Yes. Oh, I keep forgetting. Writer. That's what it is. Exactly. Writer. Uh, a lot. Soon by you. In other words, everything. Chief cook and <laughs> bottle washer and creative uh, genius behind Soon by You, uh, which is a new series. Well, it will be a series technically as soon as the second episode appears. Right. A new series on YouTube. Uh, the first one, everybody of... Uh, Everybody, almost everybody, 50,000 people so far, more or less, have seen the setup, which was the first episode that began as a short film. Our other guests today are Sarah Skur and uh, Jessica Schechter, and they uh, each play roles in this production as well. Um, I'm wondering what sort of feedback, aside from the, you know, from the satisfaction that I'm sure you feel seeing the YouTube counter climb, which <laughs> must be a great feeling. Oh, yes. What specific feedback? either in terms of comments, favorite comments that you've read, or maybe even private communication, have you, uh, have you gotten? So it's really interesting. Um, a couple days ago, I was at a Shabbos meal with friends, mm -hmm. and somebody came in who I didn't know, and she had seen the show and loved it, and so we were talking about it a little bit. And one of the things she told me really struck me. Um, she said she'd been single for a really long time, and her friends were all, you know, married, and she was going through really a rough time with it, have, being very frustrated with the whole mm -hmm. process and all the pressure and everything. And she felt really just alone, like nobody else necessarily was going through what she was going through. Mm -hmm. And she said that watching the show, she felt such a sense of, you know, that aloneness, I guess, dissipating a little bit. And 
She so said it was interesting. Yeah, it was so wonderful to feel like there are other people who are going through this also. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's her story up on screen. You know, the frustrations and the awkward dates. Um, and she said watching it made her feel a little less alone. I think that's definitely my favorite compliment that we've gotten so far. It must have been a great feeling to hear that. It really was. Um, I had a little bit of that intention. I didn't know if it would have that effect. Mm-hmm. Right. But the fact that it is having that effect is so wonderful. So you know you hit it. Exactly. You aimed it right and you got it. Yes. Very interesting. What are some of the other comments that have uh, that have uh, been online or that you might have gotten? And have you gotten any negative feedback from people who just don't get it? Right. Interesting. You know, one really funny comment we got was from somebody who was very worried about Sarah and David getting together because she said, how are they going to survive on a rabbi and graphic designer salary? I love it. (laughs) And I thought that was epic, and I'm actually going to be writing that into the show. That is Um, fantastic. I thought that was wonderful. But the greatest part was that she was genuinely concerned about them, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is awesome because she's invested in the characters. In a big way. (laughs) Which is what we want. Um, Most of the feedback has been people asking for episode two, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is coming soon. Also gratifying. Exactly. Any negative feedback? Um, Not necessarily. I mean, there were a couple of of people who commented on some of the articles just like anti-Judaism in Mm -hmm. general. No, they're always trolls Not necessarily right, just trolls. No, you can't do anything about that. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I mean, they're, yeah, that's... That's almost not even worth commenting right. on. Right. Um, do you, and I don't, I haven't asked, I should have probably asked you off the air if you were comfortable talking about this. I don't, and you say you don't know what the, you know, what the future entirely holds. I'm curious if you anticipate any episodes or having any, uh, any issues with things, issues like, you know, Nagia touching, mm-hmm. you know, physical stuff. Do you, do you think that's going to be part of your storyline and do you what do you anticipate being the reaction to that so i think it's definitely going to be part of our storyline mm-hmm. because it's something real it's and real. true mm-hmm. and authentic right. um so we're not going to ignore it um you know we are going to do it in a sort of careful way um especially because some of the actors are orthodox right so i think it'll be more of the kind of thing where it's discussed and it comes up and it could be an issue for certain characters, and certain characters hold differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't. We want to show that people are different. You know, not everybody right. does everything the same way. There are different. Wait, there's they different don't. Spectrum. Who told you that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Um, and so that's really more where it's going to come in. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Well, you know, I mean, if if real <laughs> if re- real 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 life were being depicted, there'd be a lot of scandalized viewers. But uh, <laughs> right. That's uh, that's very interesting. Um, anything uh, anything else coming up that you do know is going to be uh, you know depicted? I mean, what, what are some of the are there any other big issues that you see coming up down the road um, in terms of plot twists or things like that that you could actually discuss? That we could discuss. Oh, that's hmm. tricky. <laughs> we have a fun episode coming up mm-hmm. about like a Shabbat meal um, and all I the dynamics. I remember that from Srugim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a great place for all the dynamics to come mm-hmm. out. Um, so that's going to be really interesting and fun. And there may or may not be some sort of wedding in the future. No details on that, though. But that's well, that's a good way to bring in new primary cast members and just get rid of some right. people. <laughs> marry them if off. If we don't like them, we'll right. just marry, marry them off. Instead of killing them off, you could just that's marry how, them off. That's how we do it on Soon by right. You. <laughs> it's a segula for everyone involved. Ooh, very good. Um, that I, I cannot wait as time goes on to hear about some other comments and, and reactions that you get Absolutely. from people. I'm sure it is going to be so entertaining. 
because (laughs) my grandmother watched it last night with me and uh, she said it was delightful and she demanded that I write a comment in the YouTube section so it's under my name but it's her words (laughs) but uh, what did she want to say well she said that she related to it when she was a young when she was a young girl really really and and that's a very different time period of dating that is fascinating but that she really connected with it in that way and she wants to know what happens next and that's high praise for my grandmother so that is very i mean i'm thinking about you know my my grandmother waited for my grandfather through world war ii so did mine oh my really yeah they wrote letters to each they had the ultimate love story he wrote letters to her all throughout the war we still have Mm -hmm. them that's right turn that into a feature film one day but uh my brother was working on a book potentially about the letters from my grandfather back to my grandmother it's like a, a stack of mail like this all the letters she wrote to him were destroyed because he was in... He and was they're combat, redacted. Yeah, he was a combat medic, so he was all over the place, mm. and all his he had to travel really light. So everything was destroyed along the way, you know, for security reasons also. Um, but, but, there's all, but it was a different world is the real point here. People just did things totally differently then. And yet the themes are yeah. still the same of wanting to connect and, and that being challenging and how do you do, how do you go about... Finding your love under trying circumstances, whatever those may be. I wish we had another hour. It's time to wrap up. Thank you so much. Uh, our guests are uh, Jessica Schechter, Sarah Skur, and Leah Gottfried of Soon By You. Watch it on YouTube. Episode 1 is uh, still rapidly uh, rolling up views on the setup. That's the first episode. And um, and uh, you, can, uh, you can see the trailer for the second episode is probably connected to that. So just Google Soon By You or, or just go into YouTube and look for Soon By You, I guess, is the easiest way to do it. And uh, so that's the setup is episode one, episode two coming in a couple of weeks. My thanks to all of you Thank and you. best Thank wishes you. to all of you. You're really doing something fascinating and interesting and unusual and I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you so much. So Thank you for having us. It is. Uh, it is, was my pleasure, really. Thanks, uh, thanks to Yoni Pollock, our engineer today. I'll uh, take this opportunity again, since it is Thursday, the uh, 2nd of June, to wish a happy anniversary to Hani Fertig. Uh, 24 years, unreal. So thank you. And uh, thank you for listening, is what I meant to say. Thank you, everybody. And uh, tune in next week, and stay tuned all day. We've got plenty more coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Fertig. Till next time, reminding you, not everybody can have a snappy sign-off.